This year, while we're enjoying the warmth of Christmas, the Women's Murder Club will be out in the cold chasing killers. Merry 19th Christmas, ladies. The Women's Murder Club is back. Read 19th Christmas. Read. Read! Exclamation mark. Nineteenth Christmas. It. Don't think. Just read. Just read. How many of the other eighteen do you think he's come out with like this month? I think I th- the whole franchise sprang up like late November. Latest. <laughs> he's not been in the grand scheme of things to have written as many books as he has. He's not been writing all that long. So I think those nineteen books about those nineteen books will not have come out in nineteen years, <laughs> which is already saying something. So a year ago today. Today. We sat down. Was it a year ago today? Yeah, it really was. Uh, And we talked... Hunted. Haunted. 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 (laughs) We we read it, took notes, and then sort of went through it, and it was, um, like, way too long. About an hour and a half. Took years off my life. Yeah. So um, we thought we were going to do the same. I um, bought the book, 19th Christmas, and we thought we'd do literally the same. I got Literally, I got about two... Or three pages in and thought, um, I just can't do this. Can't do it. <laughs> and it's you not just because it's crap. Point. It's, beca- it's because there is so many good bits on a page. It's too much So content. many great points. So what are we going to do with all this content? Well, I've come up with an ingenious idea that I'm okay. going to call um, James Patterson Bingo. I'm pretty sure I came up with that idea. So, yeah, if you haven't listened to it, a, a year ago... Um, we we talked about a James Patterson book, and we were it was our first one we did where we talked about a book that we weren't recommending. First book I've ever read, and yet never read a book before I read that one. It, for some reason, that episode seems to have been quite popular with masochists. I guess with people that really want to waste their time. Um, <laughs> and I think we have to, even though we're about to take the piss out of James Patterson again. If you want to hear any reasons why we think it's perfectly okay to take the piss out of James Patterson, just listen to the other one. I can't be asked to go through it's all that. Our, that's basically our thesis statement on James Patterson. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it's absolutely morally fine. Yeah, well, the fact that it's questionable whether or not he actually wrote them is already opening it up to fair game. Oh, totally. And by the way, this one also has another co-author. Oh, does it? A woman. A woman. Yeah. A wo- a woman. Yeah, so he's met one. God. And it, and I believe the protagonists are all women. Jesus. So I cannot wait to see how sensitively he deals (laughs) with all of that. Um, So before we get into the rules, um, because there's no obviously no fun without rules, um, (laughs) I just wanted to, we have to tip our hat to him. You know, he wins. Either way, he wins. We're going to take the piss out of a James Patterson book again. But you know what? I gave him 10 quid. In order yeah. to, to get this And we're going to be saying his name hundreds of times. We're going to be saying his name hundreds of times. He's sitting there going, take another shot, you bastards. Oh, he's, it's going to take a lot more than a fucking podcast by you fucking limeys. He's, he's, no, the, man's, the, man, the man's bulletproof. There's enough people who are going to buy his books till the end of time. I also want to point out that we have now done more episodes on James Patterson than we have Kafka. But I think that's correct, though. In terms of who's the more... James Patterson's Just, written 19 books in one series. Yeah. And Kafka it, never did that. More is so often more. I bet Kafka it? never had a book about a woman. True, true. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> he never wrote a Christmas themed murder mystery and then 18 more. <laughs> so, what we're going to do is I've got a random number generator here. You may remember if you listened to our first episode on James Patterson that he's not. He's pretty liberal when it comes to chapters. Yeah. And in a in a um, very large print, so kind of two or three pages, uh, words on a page type print, um, there's about three pages a chapter. It's generously between four and five hundred words a chapter. And also he'll end a chapter and then begin it, with begin the same a new sentence. one with the next sentence. Yeah. He locked up. Yeah. Um, so there's a fuckload of chapters. Um, I counted 98 Okay. There's also a prologue and an author's note. So I'm going to add them to the total tally, which brings us up to 100. Okay. So I've got a random number generator from 1 to 100. We're yep. going to cross these off as we go. And what we're going to do, instead of having to read the damn thing and make notes... We're going to we're gonna just, solve the mystery. We're going to solve the mystery ourselves <laughs> by generating a random number, reading that chapter through, and then trying to come up with a sentence to summarise it. At the end, we will have... We will have 19th Christmas in 100 sentences. 100 sentences, and we'll see if we manage to make sense of it. And if, if we're a success on that, yeah. we will do the rest of his oeuvre 
And we will render him redundant. Of course, it's lovely, isn't it, that it's a year since our last James Patterson and it's also near Christmas and we're doing 19th Christmas. It's going to be fucking unbearable in July <laughs> when we're doing the sort of 10th edition of this. Nope. Desperately trying to get through as many chapters as possible. <laughs> nope, I think this is a great idea. I think we should. This is, this is definitely what our brand needs right now. Okay, so um, do you want to do the honours on the first one? Yep. 19th Christmas, here we are, James Patterson. Hit generate, Adam. Generate, it is chapter 67. It's almost the sex number. Chapter 67. Okay, so I was, I was sort of hoping that we'd get an early-ish one. No, we're going to be right we'll in the meat right of the mystery. right in the middle of it. Okay. I'm going to count, just to make it easy, I'm going to count the prologue and the um, author's note, even though at the beginning of the book, as 99 and 100. Okay. Just so I don't sure. have to... No, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Is it bad that I'm excited? I'm not full of dread yet. Haunted, I think, was potentially one of one of the most stressful and laboursome literary endeavours. I know because we co- we committed to um, to like reading pretty much the whole thing in an episode. I, we read fucking Don Quixote, and I had an easier time with yeah, that than, yeah. than reading Haunted. Um, although we can't actually say that because that one hasn't come out yet. But oh, and well, I'm sure no one heard. <laughs> Chapter sixty-seven of Nineteenth Christmas. Are you ready? Oh, deeply. so I hope you've got your detective's hat on. Sure. Am I doing? Are we doing dialogue and narration, or? Uh, well, I'll read it and then we'll pause and discuss. Okay. So, first character name what we have. Okay. It's a good one. Okay. Who is it? Conklin and I. <laughs> Can you spell Conklin for me? C O N K L I N. I'm imagining a big nose on legs. <laughs> well, no, just a little nose, a little Conklin. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a con goblin. <laughs> Conklin and I stared out the windshield of our unmarked car, parked near the spot where Julian Lambert had bowled over an old gent holding a bag of belts and ties. So they were on a hit-and-run stakeout? Yeah. Why were the belts and ties important? Well, did he bowl them over? Did he hit the old gent? Or was the old gent like, look at those belts and ties? (laughs) And he was just bowled over. (laughs) Okay, so someone, an eraser in Conklin are looking at Let's guess it's a crime scene. Well, Some, think, something about these belts. Well, I think and ties. The, the, sounds like the crime scene's in the past. Yeah, they're waiting, probably waiting for him to return to the scene of the crime. Yeah, that was the beginning of the Loman affair as we knew it. Well, that doesn't help us. The beginning. <laughs> it's chapter sixty-seven. Who the fuck is Loman now? That was the beginning of the Loman affair as we knew it. Lambert had told us he had overheard a street person named Marcus. A street person. Oh, we're right in it. <laughs> yeah, what's a street person? <laughs> Is that, please, please don't tell me that's how James Patterson talks about black people. Although it's not a very street name, Marcus. It could be. Saying that a a guy named Loman, first name, last name, fake name, he didn't know. Great. First name, fake name. First name, last name. What's your fake name? (laughs) (laughs) Patricia. Uh, Was planning a big heist on Christmas. Christmas heist. Okay. Loman is planning the heist. Okay. Lambert had told them it. Lambert's a snitch. Lambert's the snitch who bowled someone over with bugs, belts and ties. Okay. His unconfirmed tip had led us to <coughs> Dietz. Dietz? D-I-E-T-Z. Dietz? Dietz. Dietz. And after two nights in holding, Lambert had been released and then shortly afterward, and then shortly thereafter, professionally executed. Oh, so Lambert's dead. So... Yeah, Lambert's professionally executed. We, hard, we, get we hardly, hardly knew you. We hardly knew you, Julian, with your belts and ties. Or was the old gent holding belts I think the old, old gent was holding belts. Yeah. Autoerotic asphyxiation, maybe? Asphyxiation. I was doing a bit of it earlier. A quick a quick aside. Yeah. Right. The number of people who die doing autoerotic asphyxiation, right? It must be fucking great. Must be the best way to go. Must be. Really. But if there's so many people doing it and you just can't, you can't stop yourself, even when you're about to die. Yeah. Must be great. I always wonder about the funerals. He died doing what he loved. Wanking. Would you ever think that... Conklin died. (laughs) If if anyone's ever found dead after an autoerotic asphyxiation accident, the fact that whoever found them didn't cover it up and say it was a suicide. Yeah. Well, it's worse, isn't it? What if what if nobody's ever committed suicide? They've all just wanked, and it was all wanks, and all the ones that are all the ones that are actually suicides are people who've covered it up. Conspiracy theory: No one has ever committed suicide, <laughs> but everyone's been wanking. <laughs> Danger wanking. Yikes! Yikes! This thing might go all the way to the top. 
Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> Lambert was professionally executed. Do we do we think that means by the state? By the, I think it means cleanly. Yeah, I in think. the sense he was sort of shot shot in the head and concrete shoot or something. You know, bullet between the eyes. The morgue photos of Lambert's body showed lividity from lying in a fetal position in the trunk of a car. Oh, I'd be livid. Liv- James Patterson's used a word I don't know. Yeah, I think that was the co-writer who I've forgotten to look up. Lividity. Lividity. How do you spell that? Well, livid, I-T-Y. Lividity. As yeah. in, does that mean he was in some kind of distress? No, I think it's um, coloration, lividity. Oh, okay. Um, I believe in this context. Because he's been out I was trying default. to make a joke saying he was, he was just livid about it. Yeah, but I'm just showing how little my vocabulary is. <laughs> yeah. The shot to the back of his neck... Ooh. Fired at close range, suggested that he trusted his killer enough to turn his back to him. <laughs> or he could have just been, he could have been forced against a Shot wall. Shot in the back, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of assumptions you've made there. I mean, I don't want to be, like, horribly unfestive, but you know ISIS? Yes. Like, when they shoot people, they shoot them in the back of the head. Well, it's just because they trusted him. Yeah, so the guys are like, oh, I trust him, he, he, looks, he looks safe as houses. We're going to have to come up with a name for this narrator until we know what their name actually is. Um, Bonklin. Bonklin. Conklin and Bonklin. Okay, the narrator Bonklin and Conklin are staring out of the windshield. Yes. Okay. Okay, that's how far we've gone. Jesus, there's a lot to unpack. I remembered everything about Julian, Julian Lambert, the way he'd spoken, what he had said, what he'd looked like, vibrantly alive. Yeah. I remember so much now about last year. That, that, that's just such an odd thing it's to odd bother saying. I remember him, what he looked like. What he said, the things he said, the things that his face looks like. The things that his face said. Vibrantly alive. The way his things that he said looked like. Oh, we have to retire the name Bonklin now. Or do we know what their name is? Conklin noticed that I'd gone quiet. <laughs> you okay, Linz? Linz Bonklin. Yeah, Linz Bonklin. I shook my head, trying to understand my own mood. <laughs> That's, that's a that's a Patterson classic. That's a Patterson classic. Um, I said, it's weird, but I felt like I knew him. I mean, he was a small-time thief. He was something of a charmer. The lead he gave us to Chris Dietz was the only real lead we've had. Did talking to us put Lambert on Loman's hit list? Is he dead because he talked to us? I think so. If you wondered whether that was first-person narration, it wasn't. It was dialogue. Okay. There's not much indication there. No. Did it, was it, I, I said wearily, or I, no, no, I no. pondered, or... But it, it was just think, thinking out loud. Lindsay, we didn't kill the guy. Please, don't torture yourself. She's obviously getting the belts and ties out. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to talk. We kept our eyes on the street, the thickening traffic, the pedestrians with coats and hats going in and out of hotels. The thickening pedestrians. <laughs> the thickening pedestrians. Going to and from the skating rink in Union Square, near the soaring artificial tree... <laughs> The majestic, resplendent artificial tree. Also, I love his, his, his touches of detail. The pedestrians with coats and hats. Like, I prefer... I've, if, if you hadn't said that, I'd have assumed they were all nude. The dogs with their tails and wolves. <laughs> I said, Rich. Oh. Rich. Rich Conklin. Rich That sounds... So that means Dick Conklin. But what if there was like... You know how you sort of get like rich maple syrup? Yeah. Is that just Conklin that's been matured a little bit longer, so it's got a richer flavour? Oh, that's that good Conklin. <laughs> that comes from right the heart of the Conklin. This is slow conkled. <laughs> conkled is a great verb. Conkled. I said, Rich, what are we looking for? We have a bunch of pieces and parts that add up to a big fat pile of nothing. Doesn't sound like we've missed much at chapter 67, does it? What the fuck's happened in chapters 1 to 66? Loaded fat pile of nothing, fat apparently. Fat pile of nothing. <laughs> According to James Patterson himself. He agreed, and while watching the scenery, we tried to connect the dots yet again, going from Lambert to Dietz with the circled map to the de Jong Museum and Dietz's girlfriend, Dancy. Dancy. Who <laughs> confirmed the name Loman. Is that like Nancy, but Dancy? But with a D, yeah. Okay. Maybe she's into ballet? Maybe. Then the mayor was threatened, and informants all over the city gave tips to cops they knew. This bank, that art gallery, the San Francisco Mint, all were named as possible targets. So they, know, so they know they're planning a heist, they just don't know where they're heisting. Yeah. Is that, the, is that where we are right now? I think that's where we are. Okay. We took down a two-nickel bag drug... 
We took down two nickelbag drug dealers. All those American police, they're really, they're really hitting the important the, targets there. And their lingo is, is exquisite. Nickelbag drug, nickel drug dealers. They arrested Nickelback? <laughs> we took down Nickelback. <laughs> Can't wait for that chapter. <laughs> drug dealers, dupes or extras who didn't actually know anything about Loman or the job. This is another thing I remember. James Patterson thinks everything is a movie. Yes. So he will call expendable people extras, as if they're walk-on parts. Oh, of course. I remember this. Yeah. And then, of course, there was the savage murder of a jewellery store manager and a reported anonymous tip that Loman had been seen leaving the premises. So many tips. Yeah. This is America, though. So hang on. A jewellery store manager had been killed. Loman is a suspect. This okay. mysterious Loman. Who was planning a heist. Not to be con- confused with, with Lambert, Lambert who was dead. either professionally executed or wanked himself to death. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that professionally executed is a euphemism for wanking yourself to death. Yeah, professionally executed. <laughs> Looks like this guy's been professionally executed. Sitting there with his tongue and balls out, bright purple. <laughs> a, a Looks like the mob. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That brought us to last night when a cop's son who had picked up some chat room braggadocio told Jacoby about... Oh, chat rooms. I remember those. That's, 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 um, oh, that's yeah. real current stuff, James. Told Jacoby about a possible plan to hit a big computer company. Why is a cop's son hanging out on chat rooms where somebody's talking about heists? Yeah, I don't know. Jacoby, I meant to say. Like Twin as, in, as in Derek Jacoby. Oh, well, it's spelled like Derek Jacoby, actually. But there's also, we've recently talked about a Jacoby. There was a Jacoby and the Captain Jacoby in yeah, uh, Maltese Falcon. Uh, I told Jacoby about a possible hand plan to hit a big computer company. Rich and I sat in the car overlooking Union Square and chewed on that bit of chatter. Okay, so I, I, I don't know what's coming out first, but we've recently talked about Golden Age Crime and Dash Your Hammett. That's out. That's safe. Hearing this, like, hearing this stuff, we have... Do you miss Dash Your Hammett? We've we've degenerated. <laughs> we've gone really. We've gone way. the wrong way. Yeah, we concluded that unless Loman had an army and air cover, hitting the Black Star VR made no sense. VR hitting Black Star VR made virtual no sense. reality. I guess so. He's, He's going really there. his his fingers on the pulse in yeah. terms of current technology, chat rooms and VR. It was Christmas Day. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> how nice! <laughs> how we 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 did it. We've um we found Christmas. We found Christmas. Like almost all businesses, the offices would be closed. Was the almost co- all? W- uh, like almost all? Yeah, almost all is fair. Is it not a public holiday in America? Yeah, but still. Who's at work on Christmas Day? I bet Patterson is. He never stops. Crack out another bo- Boxing Day special. <laughs> um, was the crime teed up and ready to go? Had it already been committed? Apparently, our mayor didn't think so. And he wasn't going to call off his bodyguards or the SFPD until Loman was in jail. We're in San Francisco. Yes. Excellent. I think so. Um, or, I don't know, South France. Um, at the same time, while every cop in the city was chasing the phantom Loman, there'd been a fatal stabbing in the Tenderloin. Oh, no, you don't want to get stabbed in your Tenderloin. You do not want to be fatally stabbed in the Tenderloin. <laughs> Um, a shooting at a cash machine in the marina, a vehicular manslaughter or outright homicide on Jackson. And, and a, a partridge dom- in a pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and a domestic dispute in Bayview that ended with a child dead and a wife in what a coma. What fuck, James? Well, you know if there's a dead child, you know it'll be. It'll be his other protagonist. I've forgotten his name. Michael Butterfield. My- what? <laughs> Michael Conklin. Michael Conklin. But our last hero from the last one, he, he killed kids left, right and centre. <laughs> Like it was going out of style. Yeah. I was thinking of phoning up Joe just to say hello when dispatch called on our radio channel. I grabbed the mic and day shift dispatcher May Hess said, Sergeant, can you take a call? There's a woman named Cheryl Sandler on the line. She claims to be a close friend of Julian Lambert, deceased. Right, right on that. time. Why so many names? Come on. Put her through. I couldn't say it fast enough. <laughs> 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 hey, Lynn. <Lynch. laughs> You're saying it too fast. She appears to be a close friend of Julian Lambert. Deceased. Bless well. Oh, um, <sighs> that's it. That's the whole chapter. Wow. So we need to come up with a sentence that summarises that. The only important thing 
that occurred in that entire chapter happened in the last sentence. Yeah. <clears throat> I think we need to get wanking to death in somehow. Uh, Christmas Day. Christmas Day, Julian Lambert wanked himself to death. On Christmas Day. <laughs> on Christmas Day. Julian, in the morning. In the morning. <laughs> and um, his significant other contacted the police. Yeah. On Christmas Day in the morning, Julian Lambert has wanked himself to death. But who's that on the phone? It's Julia. It's Cheryl, I think. It's Cheryl. Okay, so should we do go with that? On Christmas Day in the morning, Julian Lambert has wanked himself to death, but who's that on the phone, Linz? Yeah. There we go. There we go. There's our first sentence. <laughs> okay, so should we do another chapter? I don't know how many we want to do today. Let's. I, I think we should do three per episode. Three's the magic number. You realise that means we're going to do th- more than 33 of these. How many do you want to do <laughs> per episode? Well, I don't know. Maybe some will be quicker than others. You know, the things like the prologue. How long like... do you want this project to be? <laughs> um, for, well, for as long as we find it funny. Okay, um, let's, let's, let, let's, let's do three. And if we feel like doing more... We'll go. Okay, we'll go. cool. Um, shall I do it this time? You want to do the, you want to do the general? So the thing is, I do have to just grab a, p- a pen. In fact, I'm going to just pause. Chapter 67. On Christmas Day in the morning, Julian Lambert has wanked himself to death. But who's that on the phone, Linz? I don't care who votes for who at this point. Everybody should just fucking vote. Because I know I'm good. The thing is, whatever the result tomorrow, the thing that's going to depress me the most is seeing the turnout figures. I know, but on the other hand, I am a bit fucking... You know what's really grinding my gears? What really grinds your gears? Is um, kids coming up to me and, and reminding me to vote. Oh, does that, does hey, that... hey, old man, old timer. You boomer. Old, old fat man. <laughs> Remember to vote tomorrow, won't you? Well, what? <laughs> What's voting? I'm voting Enoch Powell. Are the but Unionist it, Party still around? Come up to you really earnest and said, "Oh, you, you will remember to vote, won't you?" It's like, listen, listen, kidder. I was voting when we all thought Nick Clegg was going to be the, the the quiet white guy who works in IT version of Obama. That was my first election. That was my first election. How? I'm older uh, different, than different voting ages in Scotland, England. Oh, yeah. No, it pisses me off. So I, I'm thinking of voting in Boris just to annoy them. Or just forgetting. Please don't vote for Boris. <laughs> anyway, you got your... we're getting way off. One down, Adam. 99 to go. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not even that. Oh. Oh. I've just generated 61, so we're going to be really close. Well... In Patterson terms. In pa- well, yeah, so much could have happened. So much could not have happened. I think they're going to be... I think my prediction is this chapter is going to open in a car again. That's my prediction. Ah, uh, well, oh, I maybe could have given us a bit more inf- information. It's in loads of parts. So each chapter is in... Each set of chapters in loads of different parts. How the many different parts? parts? are one, two, three, four, five, what? six. What? And then an epilogue. <laughs> Six parts in an epilogue? How many yeah. pages long is this book? Not very long at all. <laughs> Jesus. But they're all dates, and part five, which both of the ones we've done are, it does say December 25, part five, so, December 25. So is it like 24, where it all happens on this? So everything between X and X happens on the same day? Sorry, I'm just looking at the opening of this, and it's already gold. Oh, oh, oh give it to me, Daddy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> James Patterson, should we just start referring to him as Daddy? Is this going <laughs> to turn in, turn from a weird kind of hit to a, a sort of come on? Okay, what's Daddy got for us? What have you written, Daddy? Um, chapter 61. The Christmas tree looked beautiful. Oh. It was only seven in the morning, but I'd gotten eight solid hours of sleep in my husband's arms. Okay. Okay. We were both scrubbed and dressed. Tree- scrubbed? Tree-side. With mugs of hot cocoa in hand, when Julie came out of her room, rubbing her sleepy eyes. Okay, was, hold was, up for a second. Was Julie not a character in the previous? Yeah, I think there was, was another. There was another Julie. Yeah, I I actually really like Treeside. Treeside is actually quite a nice, quite a nice job. At Christmas, I really like sitting Treeside. That can't be a word. Well, no, he's he's done a hyphen. He's done a hyphen. Oh, okay. Chilling out Treeside. He's just thinking poolside, isn't he? But he's he is. just thinking, but it's, it's the tree, so I call it Treeside. There's a there's there's a, a part of me that still almost wants to believe that all of James Patterson's books are written by an algorithm. I thought you were about to say believe in Father Christmas. Well, maybe. 
Maybe he is Father Christmas. Maybe. Daddy maybe, Christmas. Maybe Daddy is. <laughs> oh, God. Was Santa here? Of course Fucking he... no, you <laughs> shit this year. Of course he was. We've got you a box set of James Patterson. He left, he led you, he left you 50 sequels. <laughs> it's it. We've got you 69th Christmas. Because you've been fucking awful. Um, of course he was, Joe said. Okay, so just quickly. Julie, Julie daughter, Joe husband. A lot of J's. Yeah. And Lynn's. I wonder how he came up with J's. Uh, James. J- James. James. I was so relieved that our daughter still believed in the kindly gent from the North Pole. I've never heard of a more inhuman way to describe Santa Claus. No. I, I reckon I would guess that he's used variations on Santa Claus a lot already. So he's had to come up with a new way to talk and about Santa. And now he's on like kindly variation gent. number 50 or something. Kindly gent from the North Pole. Chapter 99 is going to be rotund philanthropist. <laughs> rotund giant gnome. <laughs> From the Baltic. <laughs> um, we didn't have to have that talk this morning. But you might have to tell her what sex is. But what, what, what they've not mentioned is that Julie's 27. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing out of a tube. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, Julie climbed onto a chair. <laughs> uh, risky. To check the plate of cookies we'd left for Mr. Claus. On top of the chair where the Patterson family leaves their plate of cookies. She didn't have to know that Joe and I had scarfed them down only min- minutes ago. Scarfed. Scarfed. That's, That's a good word. I thought it's it, great. I thought it was more of a Britishism. I, I thought it was quite British, yeah. Julie and I had scarfed them down. Joe winked at me. I grinned back at him and then I scooped Julie up and brought her back to the tree. Joe had done a pretty good job of last-minute shopping. He'd filled a photo album for Julie with photos of everyone in our circle of family and friends, including Joe's family in New York. That's a really thoughtful present. That's but not something you throw together at the last minute. Shit present for a kid, though. Come on. Yeah, no, kids don't give a shit about a photo oh, album. Oh, great, a photo. Brilliant. Where's, where's, that where's, I took. Where's my fucking PlayStation, I can remember Dad. with my fucking nut. <laughs> including, <laughs> including Joe's family in New York and my sister, Julie's aunt, Kat, and her... Girls who lived up the coast in Half Moon Bear. I know I don't care about any of this. (laughs) Martha got a new bowl. Who the fuck is Martha? The other child. The cat? (laughs) No, it's the the least favourite. It's the the less preferred child. Martha got a new bowl with her name on it from Julie, and Joe got a cappuccino machine from me. Whoa! Fancy, fancy. I mean, this is really, really pedantic, but come on, you don't just have a cappuccino machine. No, you have an espresso machine that you can make cappuccinos. No, just one setting, cappuccino. How do you like your coffee? Cappuccino. cappuccino. Good. <laughs> Press the cappuccino button. It's the only button on the thing. Big one. Uh, <clears throat> he and I exchanged small treats and new PJs from Santa. Sure. Okay. Santa's got you sexy pyjamas. That's, that's weird. Santa had brought toys and outfits from Julie. Thank you, internet shopping. And I had a special gift for her. Now, maybe here's a good point to get into what James, James Patterson thinks about women. That little side, thank you, internet shopping. It's such a kind of the brain dead mum in an Asda advert thing to say. Oh, isn't it? but the um on the expanding this out to well, the not ma- in an Asda expanding advert, this out to the macro level, this entire thing's called the Women's Crime Club. Yeah, yeah. Like they're just playing at it. But I'm assuming these characters are professional police officers. Well, we've got that sense so far, haven't we? Because, yeah. you know, she's getting called up. And oh, but it's, just, it's just just a little club. It's just something they get around the t- dinner table together and do. I don't want to alarm you, but we don't even know if this has multiple narrators or not at this point. Fuck. Because it is a club. It is a club. So we need to just hold off maybe nailing our narrator down. Well, James, I think not even James Patterson could change. I think they'll probably change per part if they change at all, right? Okay, so we're in the same part. Because we've not had any indication that a narrator has changed at all. Would we necessarily in chapter 67 and 61? But <laughs> you might no- establish that in chapter, I don't know, 37. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, thank you, Internet Shopping. And I had a special gift for her. This is Judy. She opened the small, Fucking smack. heavy box, peeled back the tissue, and took out the little globe that my mother had given to me many years ago. Little globe. Julie says... This still says USSR on it. This is horribly out of date. I think Julie might be a bit sort of... On the struggle bus. <laughs> Julie said, for me? Of course for you. Like, no. It's, no, it's for Martha. I just fucking with you, Julie. Put your tube back in. <laughs> you can't. You can't. 
It belonged to Grandma Boxer. Ooh. Oh, does that mean her surname is a boxer or she was a boxer? I don't know. Or did was it someone who just boxed grandmas? <laughs> it belonged to the Grandma Boxer. <laughs> He's in prison now. <laughs> Doing hard time. Confiscated it from his personal effects. But my God, you should have seen him. He'd box those grandmas to <laughs> shit. Jesus. Boxing Day has a new... <laughs> <laughs> no grandma new in the country. This house. It belonged to Grandma Boxer, then me, <laughs> and it's yours now, honey. See, this is how it works. It was a West Coast version of a snow globe and featured a beautiful oh, starfish surrounded by drifts of glittering sand and tiny shells. Nothing more Christmassy than the beach. <laughs> <laughs> I said... I used to keep this by my bed, and every morning when I woke up, I'd tip it and shake it, and that was the way I started a new day. Julie looked at her starfish globe with reverence. She tipped it and shook it, and sand fell like snow. That's fucking lame, Mum. Where's my real present? (laughs) Well, far from it, Adam, actually. I love it, Mummy. (laughs) She climbed into my lap and hugged me. I've spoken to a child before. Yeah. She climbed into my lap and hugged me and kissed me, and I did my very best not to cry. Jesus, what do you sad. expect when you give her a present? Nice present. Joe took a picture of us, and I took one of him and Julie for and him and Julie for her new photo album. The bell rang, and we all opened the front door to see our beloved friend and neighbour and nanny, Gloria Rose. Beloved friend and neighbour and nanny. She Gloria sounds a bit Rose. filthy, doesn't she, Gloria Rose? <laughs> That's just a professional name. <laughs> Strippers here. Um, she was on her feet. She was grinning. I almost shouted, you can't be out of the hospital. We're coming to see you there. It was only a TIA, she said. Temporary, is is that like a... Temporary inflammatory... Ailment? Ailment. What's that thing where you're, um, it's an infarction, like a heart attack? Temporary illness, all right? (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's it. We'll go with it. She said, I'm cleared, checked out and good to go. She threw her arms into the air and twirled in the doorway. Don't twirl, you've just had a TIA. Yeah. I knew about TIAs. Oh. Transient ischemic attacks. It's a heart attack. Transient ischemic attacks. They were like mini strokes. Yeah. Episodes of oxygen deprivation in parts of the brain. Patients recovered quickly, often within 24 hours, and a TIA usually left no permanent damage. Clearly how she's spinning around like an idiot. <laughs> it was a, But it was a warning. Another stroke, a serious one, could be in her future. I pulled Gloria into the apartment and into my arms. So good to see you, I said. I've got your present here. It's a hospital gown. <laughs> we thought you'd be there longer. It's a breathing tube of your own. <laughs> You're really going all in on the breathing tube thing, aren't you? <laughs> I think it's vague enough to be okay. <laughs> all, all I wanted was another year as good as this past one, she said. And now it seems I'm getting my wish. Well, she- it's only bloody December, don't we? Yeah, chill <laughs> Better out. touch wood. Yeah. Don't get cocky. Um, get cocky, kid. She wiped her glistening eyes. What? What? Becky will be here in a minute. She's parking the car. Becky arrived a minute later holding a shopping bag. There's so many fucking characters. Right, let's let's analyse some James Patterson writing styles. There's a sentence there that was, Becky will be here in a minute. The next sentence is, Becky's here. Yeah. (laughs) Why can't Becky just arrive in that first sentence? Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. Becky will be here in a minute. She's parking the car. Becky arrived a moment later, <laughs> holding a shopping bag. Well, we had a clue, didn't we? We had a clue, yeah. Um, I, I, I'd completely forgotten that Becky was coming. But Becky arrived a moment later, holding a shopping bag. I bought out the hospital bake sale, she told us. You bitch, there's other people who wanted pastry. Yeah, I imagine sale. how hungry they are. She had. Suddenly, we had enough cake for all 12 days of Christmas. Joe settled Gloria into his big chair, and I produced hot cocoa. And then Julie couldn't she wait what? any longer. Produced hot Produced cocoa? Produced what lactated it. Fuck. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> she handed Mrs. Rose our last minute gift, wrapped with too much wrapping paper and tape. Uh-oh. Oh. It's another globe. That my well, gra- the, Ju- just... Julie got the trying hard award, but a bit too much wrapping paper and tape. It's the, it's, it's, it's the, the grandma box's second favourite globe. <laughs> it's, a, it's the head of a grandmother that bo- the boxer went in a bit too hard on. Uh, Mrs. Rose pulled the paper apart and gasped with pleasure Ooh. and shook out the fluffy blanket and buried her face in the folds. That's not what you do when you get a blanket. Well, actually, no, you do. You I would. Smack your face right into the blanket. Buried. Buried, not smacked. Okay. Box yourself. <laughs> she said, you're the sweetest, Julie Bug. Ooh. That's what I, that, just what I wanted. It's from Santa, Julie said, deadpan. 
Everyone laughed. It was a perfect Christmas. Just perfect. I had no sense of foreboding, no thoughts that I would be jumping into my car and heading toward trouble today. And then, of course, my phone rang. Right, so what we know... Once again, right until the last sentence, fuck all happens. What? So there's six chapters now. Yeah, between... Between where we were and what we just read. They could have happened beside each other. Mm. Because they have, we, we knew it was Christmas Day both days. Yeah. And she's gotten a, she knows she's going to get a call. Yeah. What's with those, what happens in those extra six chapters, really? Yeah. We'll find, we'll find out probably in fucking May or something. But. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, so what are we going to sum up this one as? Um, idyllic Christmas. Breathing tube. <laughs> idyllic breathing tube Christmas. It's beginning to look a bit like breathing tubes. <laughs> Um, let's leave the breathing tube. Out okay, of it. let's leave that out of it. Um, idyllic Christmas ruined by Grandma Boxing Day. By plot, <laughs> <laughs> well, no plot. After Christmas comes Grandma Boxing Day. We could actually just go. Actual Christmas happens here. Just a fucking Christmas. Just fucking Christmas. Um, no, because we'll. Let's think about how much we'll need to remember this. I think we need to choose things that will make us remember what we actually talked about, as opposed to try and map out what happened. Because okay. what happened was so boring. So I think <laughs> you can leave the if you're not comfortable with the breathing tubes, we can put them to one side. Shitty, someone might need them. But. Shitty globes and TIAs ruin Christmas. TIAs and and uh, sand globes. And I think grandma boxing is going to be the, the memory for me. So yeah, TIA. And the grandma, and grandma boxes boxing ruins, grandma boxes Christmas. ruins Christmas. Okay, cool. Great. Chapter 61. TIA and grandma boxing ruin Christmas. Right. Do you want to do the honours on the third one? If I get another 60. I number. hope we get a really low number and just get a bit of fucking context. <laughs> get a bit of content. Oh, it's 18. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, so 18. What part is this going to be encompassed in? I think part one. Okay, which is what date? Nope, part two. December 22nd. Okay, so this is three days earlier. Good maths. Chapter 18. So who knows if this is the same narrator? Totally different part of the book. We'll have to feel our way out. Oh, but a, a familiar friend is going to join us. Is it, um, is it the Conk Goblin? Just wait and see. <laughs> I was still on adrenaline overload from last night's shootout at the Anthony Hotel. Oh, sick. Oh, finally. why couldn't you have chosen 17? <laughs> oh, who am I kidding? It was probably chapter two. Um, and now Brady's full house staff meeting had tweaked me to a turn. Full house like the American sitcom? Oh, you reckon? Brady Bunch and I full house. I don't think he's thinking that on that many levels. Okay. <laughs> um, the clock, I, I just tweaked me to a turn is the bit I'm... Say that fixed. again? Tweaked me to a turn. Tweaked me to a turn, as in what, put you on edge? I mean, maybe, but... You've never been tweaked to a turn? Is this turn like the the um, the waterfowl? Yeah, it, it's, T- it feels like... T-R-N. Steering a blind mouse through a labyrinth. <laughs> tweaks to a turn. <laughs> um, the clock on this mysterious big heist was Ooh. running out and we needed answers. Fast. So three days later, they still don't know what the fuck this heist is about. I was three, say, three days and fifty chapters 50 later. Fifty chapters later, we didn't get to the heist. <laughs> Conklin parked our squad car in front of the Anthony Hotel behind three cruisers and the CSI van. <laughs> I was That's glad some to police s- right there. This this is a great sentence. I was glad to see that van. I don't think anybody's ever happy to see a CSI van. If anyone could read tea leaves in the dregs of this cesspool, it was Charlie Clapper and his team. Charlie Clapper. Charlie Clapper. He works for CSI. (laughs) I zipped my windbreaker over my vest and yanked up the chain holding my badge so that it hung outside my jacket. Okay. Well done, you. Well done. Correct. I got out of the car and took in the sights. Morning on 6th Street looks like a flashback to the Great Depression. Clouds blocked the sun. Yeah, they didn't have clouds in the last 80 years. Yeah, and also the clouds blocked the sun just on 6th Street. <laughs> um, trash blew up the pavement and collected in the gutters. Oh, pages from James Patterson's latest <laughs> <laughs> Pedestrians drifted purposely, um, purposefully, purposelessly 
And the thin traffic slowed when drivers saw the CSI van. As opposed to the thickening traffic from chapter 67. More such evocative detail from James Patterson. Pedestrians drifting purposelessly and thin traffic slowing. I I blacked. I I thought we were reading James Joyce for a second. Bloody hell. (laughs) Uniformed officers leaned against their cruisers protecting the perimeter. Others had door duty, barring the press and checking IDs of hotel residents. An an old man vomited in the alley. (laughs) Next to the liquor store. This is... A bit harsh, including him. Right, you know what this is? This is... Tell us what it is. Remember I was saying earlier, James Patterson would make a better screenwriter. Mm. This is screenwriting. This is describing your scene before anything happens. Yeah, totally. This is this is show don't tell in the worst possible way. There's no telling. Yeah. He's doing a lot of showing, but not a lot of telling. Well, we're going to try and do the telling for him, aren't we? Yeah, we've already... I think we've interpreted this pretty well so far. My partner said, Ready? You bet. Can't wait. We crossed the buckled sidewalk to the hotel entrance, entering the stinking lobby, and identified ourselves to the desk clerk. To the stinking desk clerk. <laughs> who was 20 years older than the clerk. You know, is it clerk or clerks when it's America? Uh, clerk. I think it's clerk, yeah. Than the clerk working the night shift. He had been informed, Doing no the clerk doubt. work. Doing the clerk work. Um, clerk work in the dirk. <laughs> Well done. Um, he had been informed. <laughs> he said, don't mess up the place, okay? <laughs> don't fuck up the clerk work. Don't fuck up the clerk work in the dirt. <laughs> oh. Oh, <God. laughs> See, I said SF, SFPD sounds, stands for the south of France police department. Yeah, yeah don't fuck up, man. <laughs> He said, don't mess up the place, okay? Conklin said, got it. And we took took the stairs. An obstacle course of discarded crack vials, condoms, Thunderbird empties. Thunderbird, like the the Jerry Adams TV show. Jerry Anderson, or Jerry Adams is is an Irish Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Base TV show was great. Um... Thunderbird empties. It sounds like cans. Oh. Or, you know, drinks. Empties. Um, it's empties. It's tenants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, south of France, tenants. Yeah. We exited <coughs> through the fire door onto the sixth floor. All but two of the doorways were taped off. <laughs> tenants had been relocated and their rooms cleared. I noticed now that a couple of those doors had wreaths circling the peepholes. Oh, Merry Christmas. Um, another, so it's just like giant diseased eyes um another was hung with a stocking the name mia stitched on the cuff meager hopes for a merry christmas dashed oh james mm. is it meager are the meager hopes being dashed or oh anyway <laughs> meager hopes for a merry christmas comma dashed at the front of the long hallway room 6f looked as i had seen it last night the bullet perforated door left hanging by one hinge after Dietz had sprung his oh, surprise attack. This is where the shootout happened. Ah. What is it? Hang on. Yeah, because he said last night's attack, and the beginning of this chapter opened with still recovering from last night's shootout. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah. they this they are now analysing the scene of the crime. So I'm assuming they were here yesterday. So Dietz is the is a baddie, a He's, shooter. Sounds like some kind of mob boss. Cool. Dietz had sprung his surprise attack on a team of trained SWAT commandos armed with military-grade automatic weapons. The bloody outline of Dietz's body was like an unwelcome mat. Wait, Dietz is dead? Oh, dead. <laughs> well, I think... Dietz... Sorry, I should have said that different. The bloody outline of Dietz's body was like an unwelcome mat in front of the door. An unwelcome mat. But they were talking about Dietz like he was alive in Chapter 67. Yeah, they were. I assumed he was fine. I didn't even assume he was a baddie. Have we missed some crucial twist that this wasn't actually Dietz? Yeah, I'm also not confident I'm saying Dietz right. Dietz? Dietz. I that just know. sounds like give me a Dietz. It's spelt die, T-Z. Is that Spanish or German? Uh, looks more German. I think that I think it's Dietz. Because I don't know why, but I think Dietz. I don't think either of us or anybody listening cares. No, no one cares. Why would he pick a fight? He so obviously would not win. Good question. <laughs> yeah, good question. At the far end of the hallway, the door to 6R was wide open. I called out to Charlie Clapper. <laughs> 6R and 6F, what do these stand for? Rear and front? Yeah. Okay. Good guess. 
I called out to Charlie Clapper and he stepped out to meet us. And he was just clapping. Yeah. Full applause. Well done. <laughs> Clapper was <laughs> the director of Crime Scene Investigation, a former LVPD homicide cop with deep knowledge and no attitude. Las Vegas. <laughs> no Las attitude. Vegas police. He didn't have an attitude. Yeah. Like loads of James Patterson characters. <laughs> Absolutely without attitude. <laughs> He always looked as though he'd dressed for a business meeting and despite the booties over his shoes and the blue latex gloves he was wearing today was no exception. He's wearing, he's wearing little booties. Over his shoes. Can you wear booties over your shoes? <laughs> I don't know. His blazer and tie were snappy and his greying hair was immaculately cut and combed. Welcome to the morning after, he said. I'd already say he has a bit of an attitude. How many times do you think he said that in his entire career? Is that how he says it every time? Sometimes he says it for business, sometimes he says it for pleasure. <laughs> Depends very much on whether the booties are on or off. <laughs> Always a pleasure to see you, Charles, I said. Clapper told us to view the scene from the doorway. For anything you want to for anything you want to see close up, he said, I'll be your eyes. The room was lit by a couple of hal- halogen lights and was small enough that we could see everything in it from the threshold. Three CSIs, gloved up, wearing booties. Gloved up? Is that a bit like loved up? Booties must be something to keep... What they are, I, I, they all, or, they'll be those um, like blue slip-on things you have to put on when you go to a swimming pool. Or yeah. Something. Well, no, no, I was thinking more like the the almost plastic bag-looking things. That's what I mean. Like yeah. it kind of looks like a hairnet, but your feet. Your feet yeah, feet. yeah. And armed with cameras and evidence bags, stepped gingerly around the periphery of the room. <clears throat> Done correctly, processing a crime scene is a slow, methodical procedure of documentation and analysis. Done incorrectly, it's. <laughs> Traipsing all over the place. and Someone called Clapper, applauding as he tarts around in his booties. (laughs) (laughs) Clapping like a fucking mad thing. (laughs) Yep, that's how how you do it incorrectly. Um, Because of the underlying need to keep the scene scene intact, if there were clues to Loman's plans, they would be here. How many times do you think in all of his books, James Patterson has, has explained CSI work? I reckon he just copies and pastes that. (laughs) And he got it off Wikipedia. (laughs) I looked around and saw an open can of beer on top of the old-fashioned Oh, that's mine, said Charles. I didn't mean to leave that. (laughs) Shotgun, said Charlie Clapper. Um, A plate of half-eaten spare ribs on the kitchen table. Um, The closet door was open, revealing two men's coats and assorted pieces. (laughs) And assorted pieces of casual clothing. A coffee table in front of a sagging sofa was laden with what looked to be expensive cameras and technical equipment a, I couldn't identify. You got a buckled pavement and a sagging sofa? Yeah. Um, connected, do you reckon? Do you think someone sat down too heavily? <laughs> On the pavement? Yeah. So what do we have? I asked Clapper. Looks like he was living here alone, said Clapper. And he was working on something not exactly kosher. Those are the tools it's of his trade. plate of pork. <laughs> pork rib. Spare ribs, they don't look kosher. Um... Those are the tools of his trade. Cameras, sophisticated listening devices. No expense was spared. Oddly, there's no laptop in either of his rooms, but we got his phone. Unrelated, there was a stash of porn over there, he said, <laughs> pointing to the general direction of the sofa. It's a big pile of autoerotic asphyxiation pornography. And in the bathroom. And under the bed. <laughs> and on top of the bed. And in the cupboard. Oh, this is good. Regular porn or something special? Straight up busty women. Two semi-autos plus ammo were in the closet. I sent the guns and the phone to the lab. Before I did that, I mailed this from his phone to mine. You might find it interesting. Stra- lot more, more pictures of busty women. Straight up busty women. It's <laughs> a good band name. I mean, let's not get too gross, but have you ever seen that as a kind of porn category? So I've heard it referenced as a genre. Yeah, well, it's... Um, what are you into? Just straight up busty women. You could go on It's just um, James Patterson reading erotica. <laughs> The straight-up busty woman and the other straight-up busty woman. <laughs> Conklin and I stood beside Clapper as he swiped through the cre- crime scene photos. He stopped on one and angled the screen so we could see it. A map of Golden Gre- Gate Park. He enlarged it. The De Young Museum, located inside the park, had been circled in red. So remember when they were still really confused where the heist might have been happening? Which alarmingly was a lot later. In chapter 67, yeah, they chose to ignore the clue that was a big map with a museum circled in red. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe they got more clues. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe they found a bit of paper that said, ignore the map with a big red circle on it. For now, Adam, all I can tell you is um, it had been circled in red. New paragraph. Hot damn. New paragraph. Finally. We had a clue. Chapter 18. <laughs> they get a clue. <laughs> 
Was yeah. that the start of the EastEnders theme tune? Yeah, I think it was, actually. Yeah, <laughs> didn't mean to do that. Um, so that is 67, 61 and 18 that we have now covered. <clears throat> Those... I was expecting a bit more disjointedness in the sense that we could still recognise character names and plot threads. Like, the situation hasn't changed all that much mm. between chapters 18 and 67. No. Leaves me worried. Yeah. I have a feeling that, like... We're going to chronically overthink this and complicate us it for. A... Oh, we d- we didn't come up for a summary for that chapter. Oh, a summary for that chapter. Um... You have to. It has <laughs> to go work. with. Like... <laughs> um, don't fuck with clerk work in the dirk. Um, we'll remember it. We won't. We, 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 we... Well, actually, we won't remember what happened at all. No. We won't remember. Um, hot damn! Finally, we had a clue. Yeah. Charles Clapper gets a clue. <laughs> Charles Clapper finds a clue. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, shall we do one more? Shall we um, leave it for there? Um, I think we're I think we're just about to hit an hour. Yeah. So I think we'll probably leave it for there. Leave it for there, and we'll carry on in the new year. Yeah. Um, and my God, this is gonna. Well, I hope you're in this for the long run, listeners, because uh, it's going to take us some time. We may, if at some point we manage to figure out the entire plot without having read every chapter, we'll just stop. We'll just stop and write the rest ourselves, <laughs> featuring lots of the clerk. <laughs> Just do yourself a favour and, and absolutely do not buy the book because you don't want to f- have spoilers. You know, it's no. much more interesting to just chop it up. And um, I'm looking forward to this, this strange sort of sound poem that we're going to get at the end from our sentence summaries. <laughs> Me too. But I think it'll actually, it will actually give us all the information we need that the book contained. Oh, yeah, probably. And, and probably a lot of information we don't need. Like, <clears throat> what I've noticed is that this Patterson, Patterson style is a lot of, it's a lot of, um, fluff god yes well maybe one in every 15 or 20 sentences actually matters and usually it's the end of the chapter oh it's always the last line of the chapter something happens after three pages of total fluff the the next time we the next time we do this because there will be a next time yeah we just take the last sentence of every chapter and put them together and see what happens they'll all be like finally finally a clue of course of course (laughs) yeah all right, so um, that's it for... Um, Patterson bingo. That's all the Patterson we're going to do this year, but um, I'm sure come January we'll do another, another episode of Patterson bingo. We have to keep on top of like which ones we've covered, otherwise this, is gonna, this, this has got a nightmare written all over it, to be honest. Um, well, we, hope, we, hope you, we hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you're enthusiastic about our new project. Yes, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Um, happy reading, <clears throat> stay away from Patterson, yeah. and um, have a good festive few yeah. days so merry merry christmas from adam well no, we're gonna have another merry christmas, oh, christmas i can still wish them merry christmas yeah fine don't go for it uh festive the festive gent and i hope you have a happy grandma boxing day as well <laughs> chapter 18 charles clapper gets a clue <laughs> <laughs>